Hi Ali, thanks for coming and talking to us today. I've been reading all about this work you've been doing using students to help you co-design curriculum and I wondered if you could just tell me about maybe why you thought the curriculum needed redesigning and and why you took that route to do it I guess. Thank you very much for having me uh, as your guest today. It's a great opportunity I guess to talk about some of the work that we've done. The reason that we took on the process of redesigning the curriculum for the program which was quite a big ask there's never been normally a need to do it on the scale that we've done it was that we were concerned with a number of uh, things that were being highlighted our program was in essence we had lots of red flags uh, about failures at different points within the program and it was quite a big concern especially with the student satisfaction so we were slowly our nss was decreasing and that's obviously to do with lots of different factors and we tried to undertake smaller readjustment to the program which I guess was the traditional sense is what we do in academia which is just look at maybe some of the issues and try to rectify them and we didn't really get the traction that we needed something as simple as let's change some of the content let's update some of the content and you you would hear academics say things like oh I can update a slide or I can try to squeeze you know five minutes on this topic and it really wasn't where I wanted the program to be it was very minor changes and the, the, there's probably lots of reasons why in academia we don't make big wholesale changes but it was felt that was what was needed and then when we, the news broke that I think we got the NSS score of 64%, which was aligned with the time that was taking over the programme, it was quite a lot of red flags that this needed looking at. And with it being a technology programme, it was definitely a great opportunity to enhance and update since not much had been done since the programme was originally set up about eight, nine, ten years earlier. So it was a, it was a good opportunity to do that. So what, why did you take the approach then to work with student partners rather than maybe just do what most people would do is just sort of all sit with academic staff and try and figure out where to, where to take the programme? Two reasons. Uh, one was, uh, was more personal. So when I first became an academic, I had never been trained, I guess, in the art of teaching in higher education. You know, you do your PhD, you do some research, you might have some time as a research associate you might have a bash at doing some um, small amounts of teaching but then when you become a lecturer uh, it doesn't really you're not really set up to understand how teaching works and how pedagogy works so I used from day one of arriving I, I, I kind of used the students as my as my compasses on where to go and what to do um, and it was through working with them really asking them always for feedback uh, understanding what they were learning at all times. I created, you know, multiple surveys, ran lots of focus groups from the day I, I arrived just to get an understanding of, am I doing this right? So I had a little bit of trust and understanding in that process. On the flip side of it, when I initiated a call to investigate and reshape the programme, the initial thinking around it by, um, I guess, the people that I worked with was, okay, we're going to put academics in a room, um, we'll run a two-hour meeting, we'll solve all the problems really quickly and really easily. And that was the first step that was actually taken. And it was, as you'd expect, 20 academics sat in a room, all suggesting that they're going to add a paragraph here and a slide here. And I came out of it and I 
I had to write back to some of the senior people in the school to say these are the changes and it was literally three paragraphs and it wasn't on the scale that would tackle the issues and the problems that we had and a lot of it I guess is down to some old school thinking which is these problems that they'll just go away you know what the students know we can just mm-hmm. address the through the the easy like you know the low-hanging fruits can just make this small change and it'd be fine and the problems were much wider and much bigger than that so I, I just made a decision that whilst I was pushed into going with the initial process that there was an alternative way so I just wrote a document that outlined how it could potentially be done And I attached that to the report that I sent about the changes. And I said, look, this is the changes that were made that was agreed upon, but this is a different way we could do it. We could use different partners, whether it's students, whether it's employers and academics, we can bring it all together. We can do lots of different things and it would potentially lead to greater changes. And it was a while after that where I got um, I got a message to say, uh, we we totally agree with that. It's, It's a big undertaking, but let's give it a go. And then the process began of doing it in a big way. And it's a, it's a very different way of doing it. And it was great that you got that support to do it in a different way. But I wondered if you could tell me a little bit about the practicalities of what you did and how you engage those student partners and other partners in, in that process. The easy part was getting the students because they were so dissatisfied. So when the idea of, you know, this this is your program, you're paying your fee to be here and we want to work with you to improve your experience and your education and the outcome that you'll you'll get from that. Uh, that was that was the easiest sell. I literally I think at one point I had uh, we had a, a validation of the outcome, which was right towards the end. And I literally had every student on the program in the room who wanted to contribute and they felt they could contribute to that process. I guess some of it was down to the work that I'd done on the program anyway prior, which was engaging students at all the time. And we had lots of activities. I'd set up the student society, which was part of the program. So we're very engaged and the program isn't huge. It's, it takes on about 50 students a year. So, you know, mm-hmm. collectively we've got 150 students and we work very closely with them. And there was, there's a good connection and uh, within the program with the students amongst all the year groups. So there were, there were some things that led to that offer from them that yes, we entrust we entrust you to do this and to do this properly. So there was definitely, I, I guess I had some goodwill in the tank that I kind of cashed in. And because they believed in the work that I'd done previously in changing my own course units, they kind of bought in on this journey quite easily. And what, what were the sort of main things that the students were suggesting and and the kind of maybe the the more major changes that you've made that weren't just that kind of tweaking around the edges that you talked about before? What what sort of things did they suggest that you did change? We decided to, we wanted to see what worked and what didn't work. It wasn't just a case of tell us all the negatives because you could sit there and listen to people mm. complaining and, you know, that's too easy. So we worked with them on identifying what really worked with the programme. We tried to keep some of those things uh, where we could. And when we sat down to talk about the areas that were going wrong, what was interesting was the list that came out of, let's say, our first year students was very similar to our second year students as it was with our final year students. And it was the odd thing that was a little bit different for each one. So as an example, some of the key things that repeated was the lack of support from academic advising was one of the big areas that came up. There was the way we perhaps delivered our technical content wasn't to the standard perhaps it, it could have been. 
there was a lack of depth with some of the technology areas that we were, we were delivering on as well, that perhaps it could have been more because they felt it impacted their, their ability to get jobs and be able to sell themselves to employers. There was a, a lot of insight into overlapping of content. So nobody's better positioned really than the mm-hmm. students to say, I've done this before. We, I've done a similar assignment before, similar content before. Mm-hmm. So that was, I mean, those are quite major things, right? That you've, you academics don't speak to each other as perhaps the, as, as much as they should do. So we've missed a lot of things over the years as maybe academics have moved from course unit to course unit and they're taking some content with them and they were teaching the same students in a different year group and they were introducing the same assignments and the same content. And it can it can happen, right, over the years. Yeah. So there was uh, this idea of imbalance within the structure as well. There was lack of consistency and lack of feedback. So one of the key things that came out of the NSS that we saw repeatedly, and I guess it... it it shows across the the faculty as well is perhaps um, student feedback. Mm-hmm. We don't, you know, it could always be improved. And that was, I think that was 27%, which is exceptionally low. Yeah. Um, and it was a lack of, and then when you look at these things, uh, you say, okay, so there's the lack of feedback, but then what, what do we have as academics within the course units that allow for formative assessment to take place? Or is it all just summative? Because if you haven't got the formative, then obviously there's going to be a lack of feedback, right? So we had to go back and then look at those. We didn't have a standardized marking practice across our units, our core units. So we needed to bring that in, even something such as peer assessment. It wasn't clear. It was, everyone was using their own different formats, which was very confusing to the students. And sometimes there's a reason why, but other times it's just because academics aren't really fully aware about what best practice is or is not very well aligned. So it was just clarifying in essence. So that there were the there were the standardized issues that kind of came across all the different year groups. So was it a massive amount of work to put things right, or was it a more of a as you say, of kind of just bringing everybody together and, and getting that kind of overview of the whole thing. I mean, you know, try and explain to us about how you use that feedback and you know how big a job it was really to hopefully make some improvement. The process took, I'd say it took about maybe 18 months um, from when we initiated it. And we, it, it, what was fantastic is that I got exceptional support high up in the school to say, we are doing this. And I kind of had champions, I guess. There were people who'd uh, sponsored the, I mean, the project was sponsored, I guess, by our head of teaching and learning. So it kind of took some of the issues and problems of maybe pushback mm-hmm. from certain quarters away. And that was great. And we we set up a working group, which had some great people on it who contributed really well uh, with ideas and also support to move the barriers that would naturally come. And then the process beca- became really straightforward. We, we set out a plan to work with employers uh, very separately from the students. Uh, we set up a plan to work with the, uh, with the students, different year groups, and then to ensure that there were uh, kind of a cycle of validation as well. Um, and so the whole thing took about maybe 18 months. Uh, we brought all the results back and then we worked with the working group to, uh, I would present the results back and then we would kind of work on the strategies of how we would uh, fit those or, or structure those. And I guess sometimes we find ourselves with, I guess, great ideas from employees or students, but perhaps we couldn't really deliver on. But in majority of the cases, there were sensible, sensible areas of, uh, of concern that they turned around with great solutions and we were able to uh, we were able to deliver on those things 
that sounds great and well, what was the outcome? Did your NSS improve? Are there any kind of ways of measuring whether what you did was effective, I guess? Yes, the, the NSS has improved. It's interesting because we've still not gone through the full cycle of the students who've gone through the new programme. That will happen at the end of this year. So we'll get a really good understanding. But for the changes we've made so far at the different levels, uh, the, the NSS has definitely improved. It is more to what we would expect uh, from a programme within, within the school. Uh, but we expect to see that go much higher. One of the great things that's happened is that the students last year voted the programme as the best uh, undergraduate programme of the Faculty of Humanities. And that, that wow. would never have happened three years. So, you know, they won the award, they voted for it. And that was kind of like nice to see. And it was very much a surprise for me. So I guess we've made some of the right decisions, we've moved in the right space for that to have happened. That's amazing. And and are you, you were saying you were already talking to students before this process, but it, does that process continue or it, do you feel that, you know, it's a, it's something you come back to after a few years or is it an ongoing thing? It's definitely an ongoing thing. So every year, every year we've, we've introduced a new year. So we, we didn't go full out by introducing you know, all new year, all new content every year of the program. We introduce a new first year, then a new second year, and then a new final year. So at the end of each year, we do a very simple review process whereby um, we run a couple of focus groups uh, and we bring the students back in and we say, okay, so you that was a, a fresh new year, fresh content, can you tell us about it? And then they give us feedback and we go and we adjust. Um, and that's how I've always done it for my course units mm. for the last nine years that I've been here. I've always run... Um, focus groups for each one of my units and there's no better compass than understanding whether you know did learning happen did they uh, not so much did they enjoy it but did they learn anything did they walk away feeling that they were uh, made some I, I guess uh, achievements in that area and they, they can understand the concepts uh, and they're very honest with it and as long as that door is always open and the students realize that they've got a voice to always put back in they always tend to do that and the, their maturity and the way they do it as well is absolutely brilliant so it's it's a reoccurring process each year we take the time to meet with students and we bring them in and then we, we it doesn't take very long you know they, these things can take an hour um mm. and as long as you do it regularly uh, an hour a year it's not a bad investment of time to ensuring that your program um issues are are, are kind of like sorted out before, prior to the next year it sounds like an amazing investment in time, especially if they voted you as being the programme of the of the year. I mean, that's just amazing achievement from, from where things were. So one of the things we did after we identified the issues with the programme and what could we do, when we redesigned all the course units from scratch, put a group of students to work closely with, with an academic. So the students would spend um i guess a, a two-hour period to design what that course unit could potentially look like and then the uh, the academic was brought into the room to sit with them um not not to contribute but essentially to hear what the students were mm. saying uh so they wouldn't then dismiss what they found later uh and it, it was it worked really well so we kind of like brought the academics in at the beginning for the first uh five minutes to explain to to the students that we'd uh we'd kind of employed to work with us as pedagogical uh, developers uh, and they would pitch well this is what the course unit should be about they would leave the students to it and then they would come back um, 
with 30 minutes to go and then the students would pitch back why they'd made some of the decisions they'd made and then they would have a discussion about it and that really helps because the academic would then leave the process having heard directly for the, mm. from the students understood why the decisions had been made and even if they disagreed with some they would push back and say well you know this wouldn't work for these reasons and then the students would go okay they would accept it or they would say well have you considered this and it was a great process because what we were really concerned was we didn't want the academics not to be part of the process and just to receive a document and say this is what the new course unit is and this is what it should be about it was about them being very much in partnership with the mm -hmm. students so we used our final year students to review the first the second and the third year units in that in, in, in this particular uh, process. Uh, and it was great because a lot of them have been on industrial placement, they've come back, they're quite mature, they, they understand what they did, why it worked and the areas that perhaps it didn't work. Uh, and they also had that industrial experience, which was, I guess it was an added bonus. Not, not all our pedagogical consultants had that, but some of them did. And it, it led to really good interactions. So I, I used to sit in in most of those, but I, I would never participate. I would just make sure I would just explain the process um, and the academics would come in and I would watch. I would watch them interact with the with the student groups and they would they would walk out of it with, I, I guess, m maybe happier uh, understanding this. It was like a cloud being lifted. Okay, now they understood what the students were seeking and it wasn't just simply dismissed as what do these uh, students know. So it was really good to bring them together and get them to work in partnership with, with each other. Really, just thanks for coming and telling us about it today. And um, it's really interesting to hear. And um, it, I think it's something that people often are quite reluctant to to do is get involved with students in the way that you have because they're worried about the amount of work and as you say um as academics we often feel that we know better about our own courses so it's just really interesting to to hear what a success that has been with you know using those student partners and and really cracking those difficult ones like assessment and feedback that we've all got on our nss scores that seems like such a difficult one to do and uh, yeah, just to say all the best with, with the programme and maybe we can catch up with you again in a, in a year or so's time to see what else is happening and see what other things that have happened due to the, the student feedback and the other things that you've been doing. I'd be delighted and thank you very much again for inviting me on, on the podcast. Thank you.